0: Shalom, and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy the selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. A Temple member shared with me the Late Show podcast with Stephen Colbert, who answered an audience question about how to deal with grief and death in one of the most beautiful and uplifting ways I've heard in a long time. A man stood up and shared that he had come to see Colbert a few years ago with his dad, but that his father had since died. His question for Stephen Colbert was... What advice could he offer someone who had just lost a parent? Listen to Colbert's amazing, impromptu response. Well, I would say this. I am sorry for the loss of your father. There's nothing like the loss of a parent, and there's nothing I can say that can approach your grief. And, unfortunately, grief is something that is so basic to the human experience. Grief is like a person who comes and sits with you, and they won't go away if you ask them to, and you can't fix it, unfortunately. You can only experience it. And, Colbert continues, try not to think of it as an endurance. Try to think of it as an education to the beauty of the rest of your life and the joy that your father brought to you. And try to think of the grief that you feel right now is actually a path toward wisdom to love the life that you have and everyone around you. And I hope it transforms from grief into love and ultimately, to peace. The service Alana and I crafted with the dark and difficult days in mind since Sukkot, when we were last together, is themed moving from grief to Hanukkah hope. And it's as if our timeless Torah is listening to our time in this week's Torah portion, Vayishlach, Genesis 32, 4 through Genesis 36. Jacob was feeling grief, fear, anxiety. Vayira Akov ma'od. the Torah reads, as Jacob prepares to reunite with brother Esau, whom he wronged grievously. The name of our congregation, Israel appears for the first time this week as Jacob wrestles with God and becomes Israel, which is what the name Yisrael means. The prophetic words read after the Torah portion, known as haftarah, from the root to conclude, it's even more of a downer than Jacob's fears. To be clear, these prophetic readings are not always the same In congregation where Jews came from Central and Eastern Europe, like my family, Ashkenazim, and Sephardic Jews from Asia, Africa, Spain, Italy. So if you go to a conservative or Orthodox shul tomorrow morning, you'll likely hear the Ashkenazic choice of Hosea, in which Hosea retells Jacob's struggle with the angel as a metaphor for his own time. But the Sephardim for this week's Haftarah chose the shortest book in the Bible. The entire book is only one chapter long. Obadiah, or as we say here in Southern Yiddish, Obadiah. Now, as you know, in the Torah portion, Jacob and his brother Esau are about to be reunited after decades following Esau losing his birthright to Jacob. Esau's other name is Edom, which means red because he was a redhead and because of the red colored soup he brought and bought from Jacob in exchange for the birthright. The kingdom of Edom is descended from Esau, and the kingdom of Judea is descended from Jacob since it's named after Judah one of Jacob's sons. And while we're not sure exactly where Obadiah lived, the setting in which he delivers this message is likely a bad time. Jerusalem was destroyed. The Edomites had a hand. Okay, enough history. I know I'm a history nerd. Here's the point. Every prophetic book in the Bible ends on a note of hope except Obadiah. He trashes the sins of Edom. He is so angry, and it's personal. Why? According to the ancient rabbis, Obadiah, Ovadia, had originally been an Edomite from Esau before he converted to Judaism. Who knows? But the lesson is that if that's true, It's as if Obadiah's birth family had turned on his adopted family, all of whom are related. No wonder why Obadiah is so angry. If we all really do come from the same human family, if we remember how we are connected during times like this, of fragmentation and hatred, then Jacob and Esau's reunion this week suggests that even if it's improbable, regaining brotherly and sisterly love is always possible. For more than 20 centuries, Hanukkah has celebrated the triumph of hope, over fear and despair. And in these troubled times, as Alana said, finding light is more important than ever. From the Maccabees' decision to fight for Judaism's survival, to a rabbinic Judaism that was unrecognizable to Moses, to the early Zionists who dared to believe that the Jewish people could build a state of their own, Our Jewish ancestors always found a way to move from grief to the light and hope this Thursday evening brings. The Maccabees, the early rabbis, the early Zionists, they all responded to the need of the moment rather than bemoan how the moment in which they lived meant all hope was lost. They found Renewed purpose, nurtured hope, created Jewish light when things looked so bleak and hopeless. And in each case, they created a future which kept the past alive. Hanukkah can reconnect us to this tradition fueled by hope. That's what Antiochus in Maccabean times and Hamas in these times want to take away. Our Israel shaliach for life, Tomer Meir is here and spoke so passionately this week and I never got to ask my question, isn't it true that in Israel and for Jews everywhere the reason he's smiling now and we have the courage and determination to live is because whether it's Hamas or Antiochus, that's what they want to take away. They want to take away the hope. And our faith drives out the fear and despair that can overtake us. And frankly, it's overtaken me on certain days and nights since Alana was last here. And it's even more than that as I close. For Judah Maccabee and Theodor Herzl, the father of Zionism, saw unimagined possibilities because they loved who they were more than they feared what they were not. My friends, when we are in touch with our hopes for the future and the present love of those family members, friends, and members of our faith family with whom we hope will share it, a new light shines, we can even become that light. Let me share Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, this is what he said. The Jewish people kept hope alive and hope kept the Jewish people alive. We Jews are the voice of hope in the conversation of humankind. So when you kindle your Hanukkah menorah this Thursday, Please don't just see the light. See yourself and those you love as the light, as light for the suffering, for the Israelis and Palestinians whose nightmares come in the daytime. See yourself and the ongoing resolve to bring more innocent hostages home as glimmers of light we all need when it's dark and bleak. From our ancestors Jacob and Obadiah's time to the past 56 days for Israel, the Jewish people and decent people everywhere, a little light drives away much darkness, the early rabbis said. Every good act, every healing gesture lights a note of hope in such a dark and difficult world. So be the light. Amen. Amen.